Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed it is You Better You Bet in the new year. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and we're here with you. On the BetQL Network, every game here, Game 7, no hot take BS on this show. We bring you bets, and we bring you sports. And we're coming to you live today from the Odyssey app, from the BetQL app. We'll be simulcast by our friends over at Stadium from 4 to 6 Eastern, youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, twitch.tv backslash BetQL, and heard on radio stations nationwide, including Satellite Radio, Sirius 160, and XM205, as Ken and I bring you the wagertainment, we are talking all things sports betting. Proudly presented today and always by the king of sportsbooks, the great people over at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com and do so on an M3, on a T3. It is a magnificent football Monday on a terrific football Tuesday. Ken and I off yesterday on New Year's Day. Got to stay up till 7 in the morning watching the uh, the end of the Sugar Bowl last night. Big time hashtag East Coast problems. But great to have the Monday show here on a Tuesday this week. Our first show of this week on January 2nd in the year of our Lord 2024. I'm always in, a, in the habit of writing like the uh, the old year down and I got it right on the first on the first try this year which made me feel good 2024 I thought for sure I'd get at least maybe we'll get one 2023 out of me this week but 2024 is in fact the new year our show on Twitter at you better you bet I'm on Twitter and the gram at the Costos and Ken Barkley your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper on X at Lockie Lockerson and on this Terrific Football Tuesday, which is actually a magnificent football Monday. We will bring you two tremendous guests. The whale capper, Drew Dinsick, will join us talking week 18 in the National Football League. We look forward to that uh, from Drew. And we'll also talk the century as golf returns to our lives. A week in Hawaii sounds pretty nice. The Century World Championship. We will break it down with our good friend from Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio. The great Jason Sobel will join us in the power hour of today's show. Plus can't wait for this man we'll talk about the holiday weekend that was in football not just the nfl with week 17 but obviously the college football playoff semifinals yesterday with michigan as ken barkley was very happy i bet michigan in the game also michigan advances to the national championship game like a heart-stopping overtime win against nick saban in alabama and then washington and texas and an absolute barn burner in the sugar bowl uh i bet washington i'm pretty sure our entire show crew did absolutely loved it with kaylin DeBoer, michael Penix jr future giants quarterback I'd love it. 
Michael Bennett's playing awesome in the game. Washington wins. Michigan and Washington for the national championship next week. We've got an opening betting market side in total. We will discuss it early in today's show. We'll also give you P-squared, B-squared, obviously, week 18 in the National Football League. And there are some yabos out there, some morons, some schmucks who will say, oh my God, you're going to bet week 18? Nobody's playing in the games. We don't know how this is going to go. How can you do that? I'll tell you what, I feel like we've had a lot of success betting week 18, week 17 on the show since You Better You Bet started. Always good money-making opportunities in the final week of the NFL regular season. So we'll go over every single game, all the playoff scenarios, how it'll impact the way we think coaches will coach the games, who's going to play in the games, for how long, all the updated information, all the updated sides and totals in the betting market. We're getting you set to bet and win week 18 in the National Football League. And Power Hour, final hour, all our bets for tonight. Tyler Morales, College Hoops. And uh, we'll bring you some NBA and some hockey bets for tonight. I, I, I think I've got another NBA banger. Feel it hot right now in the NBA. Can't wait to talk about it in the final segment of today's show. We are locked and loaded here. Magnificent Football Monday on a terrific Football Tuesday. Ken, I'm guessing that you did not get a lot of sleep last night. Since, again, the Sugar Bowl didn't start until like 9.30 Eastern. So uh, a little yeah. tired today, but we push through. We make it through. It's that time yeah, of year. Sure. How's it going? Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year to you too. Happy New Year to the, the crew and uh, everybody that listens, obviously, too. Uh, fun fun to be on the air on days like this because there's just so much stuff happened that we get to we get to talk about. There's like a, it's a stomach bug, the one that Nick had that is just tearing its way through my family right now, which is like, oh, was no. during during the games last night, which was really, really hilarious. Not Do you for, have I'm good. It? I'm good, but okay. I, I feel like my clock's ticking. That's how I feel. My wife's had it. Both my kids have had it in the last week. My daughter is like really like I was in really rough shape last night. And like my wife is the absolute MVP for like handling it long enough that I could watch the Rose Bowl, basically. Like that's like that was the trade off. And then like I go up and lay down with her for a couple hours and we go back and forth. Like she's she's the best and allowed me to just like watch a game that I was really interested in. And uh, and so that was really cool. So yeah, it was there was sort of this weird, bizarre backdrop for me. We talk about both games, really enjoyable viewing experiences like across the board telecast commentary uh the drama of the games the very college football-y type stuff that have it boneheaded mistakes everywhere by both teams in both games and just like crazy stuff that happened but yeah so it was just it was all happening with like the specter of when this game is over and then when the second game is going on like kind of a lot going on in the house right now like i don't know how this is gonna go like i don't know how i'm gonna sleep tonight like what's gonna happen but uh yeah pretty crazy weekend and obviously like two games that that we were really happy with the results on if you're if you're gonna get that stomach bug you're pr i'll tell you what you're able to get that and still work and not miss a day of work that would be super impressive because i, I would have had happen. to miss i don't know what day it's gonna be like i don't know it's the clock's ticking i don't know what day it is it could be tonight it could be tomorrow I have no idea. Because because I would have missed last Tuesday if we yeah. had to work. Like, I would not have been able to do the show. My wife never gets sick. And that's the first time sick. I've called out sick during football ever. season ever. Right, right. My wife never gets sick ever. And when she does, it's like no big deal. And she has, like, the greatest work ethic ever. And, like, she was on vacation with the kids and her family. And, like, she was out of commission for a day. And when she's, like, out of commission, I'm like, oh, my. Like, what did this do to you that you're like yeah, this? Bad. And I'm I'm a, I'm a huge wuss. Like, an, like I, I get the sniffles, and I want to sit out for three days. So it's gonna this is going to be an interesting development. Maybe, I, hey, knock on wood, I've avoided it so far. We'll see how it goes. Just kind of dodging landmines. That's how I feel like right now, in betting and in life. Well, I, let's, well let, let's go there, right? Dodging on landmines and betting yesterday. And for you... And I think a lot of people that listen to the show and watch the show, um, the landmine potentially yesterday 
was Michigan losing to Alabama. And it looked like for like a large point, especially in the second half, obviously, right, with the Michigan kicking mishaps, all the special teams errors. You got Will Riker. Like, someone tell me how like Will Riker should be kicking for the LA Rams right now. They cut right. the Havel check and they brought Brett right, Maher back. Patriots are going to draft another kicker. They're going to be like, oh, this <laughs> Ryland sucks. Let's get this he guy. Does suck. This guy's really good. Ryland second round suck. pick. Let's do I it. Mean, <laughs> I mean, you're telling me that like Will Reichard couldn't kick for a bunch of NFL teams yeah. this weekend, and he's like, the Rams brought back Brett Maher will be kicking for the Rams this weekend. Like that is, can they get can they get Will Reichard right now to kick for them with Alabama season the first over? Officer. He sounds like Will Riker. Sounds like the guy from uh, from Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> you know, he's coming on the field. First officer. The, the first officer. And he was and he was. Look, he was great last night. Um, it looked like Michigan can, and we'll get to Washington and Texas. And look, and I, you, you were on that. I think literally, like while I don't know if it was while we were on the. I think it was right. Yeah. While we were on the air on the, (laughs) and you you were, you were literally just like, yeah, like I'm I'm, Washington's going to be my favorite bet of ball season. So I was like, okay, great. I bet Washington also we'll we'll get to that game. But I mean, you, you've been on the Michigan to win the national championship train all season. Look, like obviously Michigan can lose to Washington next week, but I mean, it's a, it's a pretty good run out that you get to the championship game and you're favored by like four, four and a half points in the game. So I think people would, would love to hear this, right? Because I, I, I won money on Michigan last night. But there's more at stake on this game for you, and I'm sure our listeners and viewers that heard the many Lochmas segments where every single week it was Michigan to win the title, most likely to win the title. Kind of take us through your experience watching the game last night. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> how, much, how much time you got? Four hours? It's not enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, I, I texted Tyler at one point because we were talking about player props. <laughs> Yay, J.J. McCarthy rush yards over. Also, like, it was so irrelevant in the scheme of who won the game. It wouldn't have been. Like, if Alabama won, I would come on and that bet would never get mentioned in the history of life just the rest of the rest of time i would never mention it because michigan didn't win the game uh i texted him at one point because we were talking about player props and uh and i go my leg won't stop shaking (laughs) it's like it was like right before overtime and he goes ken my body's been shaking since the second quarter (laughs) i go just like you know really dramatic high leverage stuff crazy stuff i mean just that's uh i was kind of preparing in my head what i was going to say on the show if alabama had won like in the fourth quarter of the game things look pretty dire uh, not the, the funny thing is the score was never particularly dire, but just the way the game was playing out, all of the adjustments Alabama made in the second half, all working Michigan, seemingly with no answers, Milrow kind of generating just enough offense to, to combat all of his boneheaded plays, which are amazing. Uh, and, and doing enough to put Alabama in position to be Rikard, which who was ridiculous in the game. And, uh, their punter, whose name I don't remember, which just like this guy should be punted. Whatever, somebody should just draft Alabama. That should just be what it is, like the punter and the kicker, and they should play for both. And it was just, uh, but I, so I was thinking, like, what do I want to say if Alabama actually ends up winning? I think what I, what I came up with was, like, okay, cool, they they would have won. This is still like it's the best, like it's the best to be, and it's like the slow burn of. You know, a lot of people like to bet sides and totals and it's really fun and the adrenaline's awesome and all that stuff. And like professional bettors, whatever, they do what they do. Um, the season long stuff, like this is like what you live for. It's just you you make a bet, you feel really confident at the whole time, it ages really well, and you get to, you know, like the big time, you get to the game that's going to end up settling it. Like, you know, one of the two games, or if you bet a team in the playoffs, you get to playoff games, NCAA tournament, if you bet a team to win the title and you get in these high leverage moments and you're just it, you're in it. And like, 
it, it feels like it could go either way. And in that moment, like, you know, in, in the summer, like I'm going to miss whether even if Alabama had won in the summer, I'm going to miss that that happened. That like there was that game where you're just I mean, I'm literally like my leg. Is, I'm standing in front of my television basically from like five minutes to go in the fourth quarter until the game ends. And basically the, the Alabama drive that led to the field goal to make it uh, 20 to 13. That that drive is basically when I stopped sitting <laughs> and, and you're just like, you're, you're so locked in. It's just unbelievable. So yeah, like got an incredible result, right? Like Michigan drives down. First of all, they hold them to the field goal. Riker makes it, which is insane. Then they drive down the field and tie the game overtime and everything that happened there. The, the play call on fourth down, the 17 timeouts that led to it. The, the, the Michigan player who honestly is like one of the biggest goats in the history of sports if he ends up muffing that punt and then going back yep. into the end zone and getting tackled, like that's like a Bartman infamy kind of like, you know, like you'll remember that guy. Now nobody knows who he is anymore because he ends up getting to the one yard line. Everything that went into it. Yeah. I mean, it was just honestly win or lose. And the win was amazing. I will not downplay the win win or lose. Like that's the best to be it in with like a big ticket in that kind of a game and like living it. And, uh, and that's like what you, that's what you think about when you make the bets. Like that's, you want to win, but you also that, that feeling, that's what you want. Are, are you ready then for uh, assuming, and we'll talk about the games, not that it has to play out like this. Steelers yeah. beat the Ravens on Saturday. Jaguars beat the Titans on Sunday. Right. Are you, re- are, are you then ready for all or nothing Bills yeah. Dolphins Sunday night football? Well, remember, <laughs> I got Steelers just... to make the playoffs too. Oh, I can't believe yeah, that that's alive. I can't believe that that's alive. I actually, I thought about that. I don't know when I was thinking about that this weekend, but I was like. When they scored against Seattle, probably, when I was thinking about it. I was like, like, oh my God, like, is he going to. Also, it's so so funny how how many bets you place and how long football season is. The Packers bets, the Vikings bets. Like Top two Packers NFC, to baby. Make... Let's go. It's, it's, it's going to tell you something. It's like you almost forget because there's so yeah. much going on. There's and too so many. many bets in the accounts. There's too many. Like, yeah. How I forgot like how leverage that how high leverage like that game was on Sunday night. And I was like, yeah. hell yeah, baby. Let's I mean, go. Just, just insane. Yeah. So it's it's like that's the best part is the money. And the second best part is the winning, which is also the money, but like the feeling of winning. But like, look, it folded into that is is the sweat and the season long stuff. Sometimes there's no sweat, but when you're in it in a game like last night, it's the best. And just like all else, we can do, would love to talk about the championship game. We could talk about Washington, Texas. Also, we could talk more about the actual Michigan Alabama game and the craziness in it. Just uh, you know, like the I think people know how I kind of handicap season long stuff. I really believe that there are like traits that are identifiable indicators that teams are more likely to win the title than other teams. They have possessed certain characteristics and it's like the backdrop for like all the work that I do on this stuff. And it's been really successful and all year, especially before the year, but even during it, Michigan was the team that had all those traits and other teams had some of them, but Michigan had all of them and they were the only one that really had that. And so the thing that I always notice about those teams, it's so remarkable. The thing I always notice is even when teams like that in all sports that have these characteristics, these championship traits, when they get into spots, sometimes they just blow teams out. It doesn't matter when they get into rough spots. I just find myself always thinking like, man, I just feel like they're going to kind of find a way out of this. Like, I just feel like they're going to figure out, I I don't know. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I think they're just going to figure out a way out of this. And it's remarkable how many times they do Georgia against Ohio state in the semi last year would be a really good, they had all the traits. Ohio state had very few would be like another, they just figure it out. And it's really remarkable. It happened again last night. And it did. Um, and I, 
I, I think when Roman Wilson made that insane catch where, and uh, by the way. Outrageous. Like, Outrageous I, play. I, I mean, Terrible it's, throw. It's, 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 tipped, it's so a, I guess it's not his fault. It, but, yeah. but that's the thing. And I, I feel like people miss that in the moment. I, I was watching, when I watched the live, I was like, that pass was right. definitely tipped. I, I said terrible throw just because I think McCarthy was the worst quarterback ever. Yes, he I was just, bad. I, he drove me nuts. Right. Yeah. yeah well, but, well, wait till next week <laughs> against Penix. We'll, 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 we'll see how that goes. Just like we'll do more on the other side. Chris, Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit. Just. Gold jackets, shut up my camera. Plus so performance. Right. Yeah. They're freaking awesome. On the other side, more Michigan and Bama, more Washington, Texas, and we'll talk Michigan and Washington for the Natty next week. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM <laughs> on the Bet QL Network. Michigan tight ends in the ballgame. They handed to Corum again and makes a cut. First down. Spinston scores! Blake Corr puts Michigan on top in overtime. That's Williams in motion. Low snap. Melrose stopped! Michigan makes a stand and comes up with a milestone playoff victory. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbst with the call yesterday, ESPN, ABC. I had to tell you, man, I really... I, I really yeah. I really enjoyed the uh the Sean McDonough Greg McElroy team also. <laughs> yeah. I think they're yeah. They're both, we have to talk about that really telecast good. at some point. We have to like I just because like Fowler and Herb Street were like classic good, like exactly what you would think from Fowler again doing the games together forever. That call they're, the call they're of the amazing. plays. Fowler Fowler's big energy call is always awesome because he's usually like very straight. He's usually pretty straightforward. So when he's into it, you're really into it. Like he it's almost like a you know, like a point guard who just changes speeds, even if he's not very fast. When he changes speeds, you're like, whoa, like what's going on? Uh, the McDonough call, the, like, McD if you told me McDonough was wasted doing the game last night, I don't even mean this in a bad way. I would believe you. The The number of times where I was like, man, that was like funny. Like, I can't, I, I wish I'll remember a couple examples during this segment where it's just like, oh, <laughs> Xavier Worthy, Texas's wide receiver, who did not have a great game. Uh, catches a pass in the third quarter and McDonough totally straight faced. Like you were down the field, caught Xavier Worthy out of the witness protection program, gain of yeah, 13. Right? I was like, I couldn't believe I'm almost, when he said that I'm almost like, does McElroy have to say something? I'm literally like, <laughs> is McDonough just like, F it. I'm calling the game. What? Woo! He's, like, he's great. Let's do it. <laughs> also, like, he criticizes, like, the coaches in real yes. time as a play-by-play -play guy, time. which is really, yes. really funny. It's like... <laughs> Out of the yep. witness, the guy's like 18. <laughs> it's really, it's, you're right, it's really funny. Like, yeah. like I, I I forget who it was towards the end of the game, whether it was Washington or Texas that did something boneheaded. Sure. And, and, probably Texas on the final drive. And he was like, well, that that's a curious decision from Steve Sarkeesian and Quinn Ewers. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, Greg, I got this. I got this one. <laughs> And just, it was, you it know, was great in its own way. It was great in its own because Fowler and Herb Street wasn't that. It was totally different. This was this was like it's way too late. The game's on at two in the morning. Let's get loose. Like let's just let's like freewheel here a little bit. And it and it and it uh, you felt that when you watched it. Choose your fighter, football, play by play, and color teams. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, or Chris Fowler and Kirk Herb Street. Like on their respective sports, obviously, right? Like I yes. don't want to have them call the other sport. I'll take Fowler and Herb Street over like everybody. Yeah. I have. I on can't believe sport. I'm saying this. I yeah. think. I think I agree. 
I think I, I think they're, I think they're, I think they're a. They're both great. This is not a knock on either one. We love, we love both teams. We think both are the best of what they do. I, the way I would look at it is like when I'm watching a game, if if the game starts and I know blank is calling it, how much better do I feel about watching the game? And with Buck and Aikman, it's like this is going to be really good. Like I'm into this, whatever. But with like Fowler, Herb Street, and a big game, like not Saturday night primetime, like this game, you're just like. Yes. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like this is going to be awesome. And uh, even more than with Buck and Aikman. And that's not even a knock on them. Are you there at this point now with McDonough and McElroy? Because I think I am. I don't think my problem is I don't think that's what it's going to be. Like, I watched enough. I don't think that's what it's going to be every. I think that was like a uh, just a one in a thousand. We okay. caught, caught McDonough on the right day. McDonough's like just calls a billion sports. He does so many things. I just. If for whatever reason, it just it was a loose telecast last night in a real and after the game that we had had before that, it was like exactly what was needed on Washington, Texas to like like you're not going to be that game, even though this game was like just as dramatic, just as interesting. It's just like you had Michigan, Alabama at the Rose Bowl and it ended up coming down to the final play like it's just you can't you're not going to be that. So that was almost dramatic and interesting in this like it's 1 a.m. at a bar in New Orleans, like crazy town kind of way where it was just. It was it was pretty wild. Like it was really cool. Uh, I love how like the bizarro world, Kirk Curb Street goes from Flacco against Simeon on Thursday to that yesterday without at the Michaels. Rose Bowl on a without right. without yeah. you know, whatever. Like Al, obviously an all time yeah. great. Uh not 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 the well, same thing, different. obviously. Not it's the different same telecasts. Yeah. yeah, just way different. Um so Michigan beats Bama. Washington takes down Texas and like has to survive at the end of the game. You know what it felt like? And like, I was way too tired to tweet this. It felt that final sequence. And it's not apples to apples because the, the sequence I'm going to reference was like basically right down on the goal line. That felt like the goal to go sequence at the end of the game for Texas or the four plays at the end felt like 2017. No, 2017 divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Falcons at Eagles. The first yeah. Foles playoff game when Julio Sark's Jones. calling the place for Atlanta and like he calls the same play like four times in a row. It's like it kind of felt All right, like Julio, go to the man, corner. We'll throw it like to you. Just, just kind of like in the big moments, I kind of think this guy stinks. And I'm not saying he's a bad coach. Just that I, I, I don't love Sark in moments like that. In any event, well, I, Texas almost comes back to win the right, game. Right. It's I, 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 I almost agree with everything that you say. At the same time, like I think it's unfair. I think I think we have the two best teams uh, all year playing for the title, and I don't even think it's close. And Georgia can be really mad that they're not one of them, but like you had your chance and you choked on it in the one game that you played somebody good. So like, what are we supposed to do with that? Like, think that you're still one of the best two teams? Like, we'll see you next year. You'll be awesome again, and the year after that, and the year after that, maybe you win twenty five national championships. And, and like, they'll never not make the playoffs now in this right, era. So like, that right. will, we can talk about be, that at some point. Probably next week we'll talk about that, which is. Like the style that I use, the techniques that I use, like the process to figure out who's going to win, that all gets torched after this. Like this is the last game of using that. You're going to have some crazy winners going for. You're going to have like a group of five team make it to the final sometimes. Dude, like it's, it's going to be happen. so it's awesome. Too random. It, yeah, it's, it's going to be so well, great next year. On the one hand, it's so it's awesome. On the other hand, it's like, well, I'm I'm really good at this now. Now I, it gets taken away. This is like when the NCAA tournament goes to like 96. 
And they'll be like, well, can't use any of this stuff anymore. It's going to be way randomer and way weirder uh, to figure out what's going to happen. Now, here's the pr- yeah, but here's the problem for you, Ken, is you've set a high standard. So now, like, I'm thinking and our listeners and viewers like, hey, he'll figure it out. Right. No worries. He'll just get it right. It's like, They'll be like, oh, how many, histor- how many historical data points do we have? Zero. Oh, great. Well, I'll, be, I'll get right on Get that. to work. Uh, get right. to work, yeah. clown, and make me a bicycle right. while you're at it. I just, yeah, would be <laughs> in the basement on my, you know, on my bicycle to charge in the room to do the work. So the... Uh, so it, that'll be interesting. I do think we have the two best teams, though, and I know Washington's been a dog a bunch of times. It's I, I'm I'm glad I didn't find Washington early in the year. You know, Colin Wilson we have on the show with a hundred to one, whatever that is, on Washington yep. to win the national championship alive going into this game. Obviously, that's awesome, and and good luck to him. Like I I doubt doesn't strike me as a hedging type, but we'll we'll see what he ends up doing in the game. And uh, you know I. People found them earlier. There was a lot of hype about Washington, even in the early part of the season, because they were just blowing the doors off of everyone. I'm at least sometimes a little slow on the uptake. I'm I'm late to the party sometimes. I'm glad I found them for me, like everybody else had found them already, it seems like, just in time to like enjoy this and like bet them in some of these situations. And to a certain extent, I don't think I have them figured out, but like kind of figure out what they are and be able to make some really valuable bets, like faded them in the Apple Cup at a huge number, was like, I think this is the team that like is really well coached and plays close games against everybody. And like, this is what they are. And like, they, you know, they don't defend well enough to blow people out uh, in good competition. And so they, you know, Wazoo covers the game. You know, we, we bet the Pac-12 championship, loved Washington in that game at a big number against Oregon in the rematch. Then the Lions come out for this game. First thought is, look, like I, we're doing this. Like, I, rem- I remember saying when the Lions came out, like, we're really going to do this with them again. Like, we're really just going to do this? Like, they're one of the two, three best teams in the country. And so I, I like, we'll get to a second. I don't love for my Michigan position that this is what we got, but I do think we got the two best. And I think, you know, unlike last year where everybody can like TCU as much as they want, they're a fun story, 0.0 they were ever winning. We don't, we don't have a game like that here. Like, there's a really, really legit chance that both teams will win. You better, you bet here with Nick and Ken on a magnificent football Monday on a terrific football Tuesday, talking the national championship game at Michigan and Washington. So um, I guess the question now has to be, um, are we doing this again? Michigan, in, like a four, four and a half point favorite against Washington in the natty at that MGM. Yeah. Um, so the first move was on Michigan last night. Total 55 and a half for 56. So are, are are we doing this again with with Washington here? Yeah, so I, I you know I, I have to kind of talk out of both sides of my mouth, right? Because like I I have baggage coming into this game. Like I I already have the team that's minus one eighty to win a, a bundle, and uh, so like I don't know what I'm gonna do with that yet. I'm gonna do something like I I was zero hedge in the Alabama. Like we did it on the show. I was like I have this position. I think they're really likely to win. You could argue I got really lucky. Whatever. My team won, so didn't have to like take any equity out to spend it on Alabama. It means the world when you get to this game to be able to do that and to be able to like potentially middle too. Like I can take plus four and a half. Michigan wins by one to four. I win both bets. Like I can do whatever I want there. I think I will have some kind of hedge on this game. That's all I'll say right now. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do yet. I think Michigan's going to get bet a good amount that I'm going to be able to get some good prices, even if it just stays here. Um, And the reason why I'll probably have something is as somebody who wants Michigan to win the title, Washington's absolutely terrifying. I mean, they're really terrifying. So like they, um, a team with their stat profile, would never usually be a team I'd want to bet on in a game like this. Their defense fits with zero national champions the last 50 years. Like, they're just not good enough. They're just not good enough, like, statistically. The problem is when you have, like, 
okay, so like, why, why do you think they can win then if that's true? Well, because I also watch the games and they strike me as like a potentially disruptive team. And what I mean by that is a team that like, despite having a stat profile that looks like that can do something historically uh, interesting, relevant, that teams that usually have that stat, those stats can't do. And the reason they do that is because they have the best coach in college football probably right now, maybe by a lot, and especially an in-game coach, and they have the best quarterback. In the game. So think about that for a second. The team that's the four and a half dog has the better coach and the better quarterback. That's kind of interesting, right? Just as a starting point and has just found ways in these games and, to and, be incredibly and competitive. Caught, people and haven't caught up to that, Ken, right? People yeah. haven't caught up to that. And I want you to slam this home, please. Because I think everyone knows, right, that Penix is better than McCarthy, right? I think people at least think that, right? And that Harbaugh's um, a really good coach, too. Like This, like, this yeah. is like Buck and Aikman. Like Harbaugh can I don't be think Buck and Aikman. I know that, though. Right. About DeBoer. Yeah. To, like, to what you're like, like. I think people think, well, Harbaugh is going to the NFL. Everyone knows who Harbaugh yeah, is. He's awesome. I don't think people know about DeBoer yeah. yet, Ken. I just, uh, and this is not, again, it's like, it's. I'm so glad we did Buck Aikman to start. This is the same thing. Harbaugh is awesome. The Michigan staff is really good, although they kind of got out. I mean, Saban adjusted circles around them in the second half of the game, it felt like. But that's fine. Like, that's Saban. Like, you know, he's pretty good, too. So it just, like, they're, this is not anti-Michigan staff. Just like. There's a, you ever see the movie Heat with De Niro and Pacino in it? Of course. So there's the scene where John Voight is talking to De Niro in the car about whether they want to go through with the robbery. And he has the file on Pacino and he's like showing him like Pacino's background that Pacino's like thinks De Niro's like, you know, they kind of have this odd relationship, whatever. And Voight's telling De Niro about Pacino's character as a police officer or like a detective in whatever, special investigations, whatever it is. And he's, and he, and he says it really simply, he goes, He's just one of those guys. He's just out there all night, like prowling around, like basically like De Niro, a bank robber has like finally met his match. Like, you're not going to beat this guy. Like, this is just one of those guys. And I think I've even used that before with like college football coaches when they take big jobs sometimes and they come from smaller schools. We did this with like PJ Fleck before Minnesota, like won 10 or 11 games. And DeBoer to me just seems like one of those, like this is a guy like 10 years from now, we're going to be like, where did he say? Oh yeah, that's right. Washington, where he like went to the playoff and like won that before he coached, you know, like the Cowboys or something in like five years. Like that's what his trajectory is to me. He's won basically every game everywhere he's ever coached. And in year two, they didn't lose this year. I mean, that's like absolute insanity. I mean, really crazy stuff. So, and he look cool. Penix is great. Also, Penix didn't go to the playoff at Indiana. So like, you know, it's like, yeah, Penix is awesome. Also, this fit is why it's really good. So I just, uh, if he's one of those guys, then historical qualifiers be damned, kind of, if I think he can be that disruptive. So I think this is just an, like Alabama, Michigan was an awesome game, but I really thought Michigan was going to win. This is an awesome game. And Washington scares the hell out of me from like a man, like I, I don't want to be against them, especially at this number. So just real quick betting conversation for me on the game. If you're going to put Washington in a spot where one possession losses, a lot of them, they still cover uh, that I'm interested, like in general, if I had no position on the game, no team to win the national title, whatever, plus more than a field goal, Washington auto. And it's been auto for three games in a row. It's just like, this is what it is. And uh, I think the most likely the game is almost destined to be a one possession game. I mean, just the way both teams play, the way Washington just never gets trucked by anybody feels like a one possession game. And there are ways Michigan can win a game like that. It doesn't have to be Washington, but just you're going to get four and a half in a game like that. And I have have some other thoughts on the total and stuff. But anyway, that's that's kind of my thoughts so far. I loved it. And four and a half, four and a half with the better coach and the better quarterback. Sounds pretty appealing.
and Sounds Mike DeWalt, appealing. too, by the way. Like, I, I really, I think there's more Michigan money coming. And we could talk about, like, X's and O's stuff next segment. Like, there are a lot of Michigan paths to victory in this game. Just, like, he's one of those guys. Like, I don't, I don't want to be favored against him, and I want to lay it. Why? Like, I just, you know, Belichick against the Rams. Like, you're a dog until you're not. And then we're all like, oh, that's what this is. Okay. And he, he was pretty disruptive in that Super Bowl, too. And, and just just watching, and look, I, I'm very honest, I don't watch a ton of college football regular season. There are times where like that looked like an NFL offense last night with Penix yep. and those receivers who are like all going to play in the NFL and Adunze is obviously going to be a top 10 pick. Absolutely ridiculous. All right, coming up next, a little bit more thoughts on Michigan and Washington. We'll talk about the total, and then we'll, uh, we'll give you our NFL betting breakdown from Week 17, and we'll start turning the page to Week 18 and the professionals coming up right after this. Advance to the national championship game. Ewers loves it up, and it is incomplete. Intended for Mitchell. Elijah Jackson had the coverage. Washington hangs on and wins the All-State Sugar Bowl in the college football playoff semifinal. Our team just in general, you know, want to just go out there and continue to prove, you know, that we got a great football team. And, you know, we deserve and, and we earned it. You know, that's, uh, that's, what I, that's what I say about how we played and I love them. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Sean McDonough. With the call, that's why he's such a consummate professional. Throws in the uh, the sponsor there, the All State Sugar Bowl. They had to throw yeah. that in because you're in good, you're hands, in good hands with Sean McDonough. Uh, yeah. Also, like worth noting, Ryan's brother, like actually for real, like Ryan McDonough's brother, like friends of the show, Ryan McDonough, like Sean's his brother. That's actually the truth. Um, and then the voice of Washington head coach Kalen DeBoer after the game as his team advances to the Natty to take on Michigan. Um, We'll get to the National Football League coming up here in a little bit. Give you quick thoughts on what we saw week 17 NFL Sunday, and then we'll obviously turn the page. We'll hit. We're going to try to hit every single game in week 18 today. I think we um, can. I think we can probably. I, think we I don't can think too. there's some. It's like, it's like, I don't want to do anything here yet. Sometimes this stuff happens later in the week, like things you don't expect, quotes you don't expect from coaches about how they're going to coach. I mean, it's, you know, it's Tuesday. We're not going to have some of that stuff yet. So let's uh, let's finish off for now for today. The conversation on the national championship game. So I, I'm definitely going to bet Washington plus the points, 100%. I want to have my money on Penix. I want to have my money on DeBoer because I got to, like, I don't watch a ton of college football, but hearing you talk about DeBoer and like Kanish kind of says similar things, right? And watching yeah. Penix and these receivers last night, I'd, I'd like to bet on them getting points in the national championship game. Uh, that's the side of the game. Total, Ken, about 55 and a half or 56 at our show sponsor, BetMGM. You said you had some thoughts on the total here. Obviously, it will be a bit of a different game. Washington against Michigan kind of like punched Alabama in the mouth last night, a really physical Michigan team. Uh, Washington against Michigan, a little different than Washington against Texas. What about that total? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I'm not Mr. Totals in, in college football. Uh, I didn't have a strong opinion on the Bama total at all. And like, you know, God, like thoughts and prayers if you had the under in that game. It goes to overtime, obviously. And and maybe you were on the – I don't even know if you were on the right side. I think you probably were if you had the under yesterday in that game, but who knows. And uh, Or at least maybe the total was just right and we played around it a lot, like the over in the second game, whatever. Um, the really interesting thing to me in this game is – well, I'll start with what I think is not interesting. Uh, Michigan's going to completely destroy the line of scrimmage in this game, just like they did against Alabama in the first three quarters. And 
Washington, I don't think, can do anything about that. And I just remember, I'm the guy who's like, I, Washington's great. Maybe take the points if you don't have anything in the game. Just like, let's be honest, when the ball snapped about what's going to happen in this game. Like, Michigan just played an SEC team and did that. Every opponent they played this year, they did that. Here's Washington. And this is not like... I guess it is a slight at Washington because this is not something that Washington's particularly good at. You know, like the throws Penix makes where everybody's like, oh my God. Yeah, you know how many times, you know how many seconds he had to throw on those plays? Like seven. Like they had the, He's fir been the first play what? down the side. 11 times the whole season, Ken. That was the yeah. stat that I heard last night. Yeah. So I just, I, my opinion, I guess, it just doesn't have to be a certainty. My opinion is that Michigan's much, 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 much different in the defensive line than anything Washington's we've seen so far. And maybe. Maybe Washington's offensive line is that good and they can hold up. I'm really skeptical that that's the case. So, like, I don't know. I think on in terms of the offensive line for Michigan, uh, I think Blake Horm is going to run for 750 yards in this game. I don't think Washington's going to be able to stop him. I really don't. Uh, I think Michigan Michigan's thing is ruthless efficiency and ability to generate long time consuming drives, and in the regular season, not make mistakes. Now, they were able to do some of those things yesterday, but not the mistakes part. Um, I think they will have success a lot running the ball against Washington. I have a really, based on what I saw yesterday, what I saw in the Pac-12, like, I don't think Washington's going to hold up in that way. So their path to victory is, to me, like, the really more interesting thing is on the flip side, can they hold up against Michigan's defensive line at all? Or is this, like, is Michigan's path to victory? Like, if you're like, how does Michigan, like, why is the points for this? How do they blow out Washington? Uh, they literally hit Penix enough that they knock him out of the game. Like, that's what they do, which is what they did to Jalen Milrow, honestly, yesterday, a lot for a lot of the early part of the game. And Milrow's like super athletic and he made plays with his legs and Penix can do the same thing. And Penix can, you know, spontaneous scramble around, generate explosive plays like on the fly. He's awesome. They'll score. They'll they might score a lot. But just like. I don't the things that we thought were amazing about Washington's offense, do they all translate to a game against like a and Texas defense is good. Michigan is different. Like they got like four NFL players on the defensive line. It's just different. It's just different. And just like how Alabama is different than some teams Michigan played this year. So I just, that's the interesting part to me. I actually think Michigan will have a lot of success scoring against Washington and they'll kind of do the, they'll do the Mahomes thing. They're playing a great quarterback, a great offense on the other side. What do teams do when they play the chiefs? Well, when they used to play the chiefs, you know, when they could catch the ball, long time consuming drives, Michigan's going to convert every third and short. Like that's, that's what they're going to do. I think they have a huge advantage that that's, that's why they're favored. Because Washington's defense isn't very good. <laughs> but on the other side, if Penix can do some of that stuff, that's when the game gets awesome, is when Michigan scores with these methodical drives, can Penix create explosive plays? And can they come up with something to solve Michigan's defense, which to be fair is not a defense that people have been able to solve very much this year. And I think this is the staff and this is the quarterback that could probably do it. So I, I really like the over. Like, I, I don't know how there are a lot of stops here. Like, who, tell me, like, what percentage of the time either team's getting stopped and how you see that happening. Like, I know Washington's running back got hurt yesterday and there's a little skepticism about him. Unless Michigan smothers them, right? Like, that would that would be it, kind of. Like, Penix gets knocked like, out of the game and, like, Michigan's that's what's defense happening, just dominates. Right. So, so I, I guess my point is, like, does that seem likely to anybody? Like, really? Like, they're going to they're gonna smother this offense? This is the best offense in the country. Like, I, you know, it's like they could smother a lot of teams. They smother Penn State. They smother Ohio State. Like, great. They get, this team's I mean, got they, NFL I, guys I guess, everywhere. I guess they did great against Alabama for most of the game. And then, you know, but like that's – and it, this could sound disparaging to Alabama. Like, that's not this. Like, Milrow and some, like, second-rate wideouts and an offensive lineman that couldn't snap the ball. That's not what we saw. Like, that's not that team. That's not last night's team. Like, last night's team got NFL, NFL guys. Receivers. 
Yeah. NFL, so all I just, over the place for Washington. It's just, it's just different. So like, look, I, I think Michigan is the most, so here's, here's in summation. Uh, I think Michigan's the more likely team to win the game. That's money line. That's kind of reflected in the market, to be honest. I think the most likely score of the game is like either team by one to four or something like that. And some kind of crazy, like close one possession game. Washington, all they've done is play games like that. I don't think Michigan's good enough to blow out this team. Okay, great. And then total in the game, just like the way it goes under, look, I want, I want to come up here and be like, look, Michigan's going to destroy them. I wish I believed that. Um, I, I don't. The coach is too good. The quarterback's too good. The receivers are too good. They're so unlike what Michigan plays normally. Uh, they're going to have some success. They just are. And if they do, like, like Michigan's going to run for a billion yards. Penix is going to play great. That's way over this. And look, like you can fumble through the end zone, miss field goals. You can do a lot of stuff that hurts a total. Um, I think both teams are going to be way too efficient for that, honestly. So it seems a little low to me. And I know it seems like a high number with the Michigan defense. I, I like the over in the game. Don't bet a lot of totals. That was the first thing that stood out. And just like the other thing, and like I don't know enough about Washington's special teams, although the story that they told about like the kid, whatever, Gross or whatever his name is, yeah. that got the scholarship and then like went to tell his parents. Like, great story, obviously. If I'll tell you what, man, Michigan special teams are going to look like they did against Alabama. Well, I mean, I mean that's not going to happen. That's, the, that's, a, that's a one percentile special teams game, even by a college standard. That's as bad as it gets. They, they, I, <laughs> I know we Just hate like... EPA. There was some EPA stat that Alabama's punter was like the most valuable player in the game yesterday. And you, if you watch the game, you believe it, by the way. <laughs> like, I mean, guy was unbelievable. Riker's making, but how, how casual were those makes in a college he's, playoff game? He's an, yeah. he's an NFL kicker. Ohio he's, State could have used good... him last year against Georgia. Like Shankopotamus there to end the game. To lose. I mean, he hit the, he hit the, in the Ohio State Georgia game, the guy hits the ball in one second. You go up, oh, game over. Riker hits the ball, it's just like, oh, it's, you know, like the Cowboys kicker, like Aubrey, whatever that guy's name is. Yeah. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Yeah. I always call that Vander Jatting when the, when the ball yeah, comes right. off the foot. And you're just like, immediately, you're like, not only is it no yeah. good, but is, the, is this landing in the same zip code or not? Sure. Like, what's this going right. to be? Call that the Lucas Haversick. Four one out. I love that the Rams brought, I know I've said this already, how yeah. do the Rams, how is Brett Maher the answer to the question? Like yeah, you're going to the playoffs. Yeah. Like is, is McVay like that? I, I, I don't know. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's close the hour here and we'll, we'll start um, week 18 when we begin sure. hour number two with Steelers and the Ravens, which we refereed by Brad Allen against all odds. I'll take the L on that. Like he ain't going to referee the playoffs. That's already start to be whispered, not official yet. I can't believe that he's refereeing this game, like national game on Saturday. Do you think like they a standalone did it? game? Is it like image rehabilitation? Like put him in a pro in like a standalone game, go to be like, they do a great job. Now it's like, see, like it's all Goodell? good. Like, like I, I don't, I don't understand here. Like rehabilitate his image for what? Who is he? Like who cares about him? I don't. Well, he's the guy that everyone hates. That's who he is. <laughs> so, I mean, but like, wouldn't the wouldn't the better course of action just be like send him, like kick him in the ass and send yeah. him out, sweep him under the rug? In? Right. Just, yeah. So, I, I don't well, understand. Now the like, is, is he related to it? Goodell? Like what's he's happening gonna... here? I don't know if he's related to Roger Goodell, but now they're, they're going to spend a lot of time on the telecast talking about that. You get more shots of him on the telecast than quarterbacks. I mean, that's I, just because you have to. I, I don't, I kind of don't understand it anyway. Um, listen, yesterday, yesterday was awesome. Betting wise, yeah. Washington and Michigan. I'll just say, thank God 
the Denver Broncos covered yep. on Sunday afternoon against the Chargers because that would have <laughs> talk about a heart attack. There's nothing that happened in Alabama, Michigan matched the way the way I felt internally when the Broncos receiver botched handling the onside kick. For that one second, I mean, I like the heart went out of the chest into outer space. I mean, just like like in slow motion the way that played out. Thank God they recovered that. Uh, man, like, did you end up betting uh, the Bengals? Because I know you said, like, on Sunday morning that you were kind of like, I, you didn't say it at the end of the show that you were going to, but you had mentioned, I think, if you had to bet the game, you would have. And I'm just like, oh, imagine you bet Cincinnati here, like the run out in that yeah. game to lose by eight. But, like, some contrarian stuff, want, like, I bet the Jags. That ended up going really well. Maybe there's, maybe there's more about the Panthers you, than anything else. I, I had right Carolina, like, like, plus 18, and they lost. So it was awesome. <laughs> uh, you were right about the Saints. Early in the week, you bet that plus three, that aged really well. We bet Atlanta, that was terrible. Uh, I don't even know if we really were like wrong on that terrible. game, but whatever. Yeah, that's fine. That's it's that's the way it goes sometimes. And uh, actually, and shout out to one, one final NFL shout out. Really, really, I kind of thought the Commanders were going to backdoor that game for a long time, and uh, and they didn't. They lost by seventeen, so that was really, really good for the Niners. I'll tell you what. Last last thing here. This is why betting's so great. The Aiden O'Connell to Devontae Adams fourth and goal like doesn't matter at all in real life and yeah. made me want to break every piece of fine china in my house. I don't really have that many. Hour one done, hour two for you coming up on the other side. NFL Week 18, P-squared, B-squared on the way. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus 